It's AJ McCall, Drop the Mic, Episode 12, our weekly podcast, which covers just about anything. Yeah. Mostly, uh, it, recently, it's been kind of a, a chance to get to know us a little bit better, a chance to for us to self-examine. And I think that this time of year, you know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, coming up on the end of the year. Uh, me, personally, it's a time where I think I find myself reflecting a lot. Because yeah. it's, it's the end of the year, you got a lot more downtime, spend a lot of time with friends and family. You start thinking more about things that you could have accomplished this year, things that you should have accomplished this year that you didn't. Just just a general reflection, what you can do next year better, yeah. those sorts of things. Yeah, and, and I agree 100%. I think that for me personally, self-examination is something I try to do frequently. Yeah. And so, you know, you get near the end of the year, it's kind of that natural break where you're like, okay, let's evaluate what happened and get ready for a new year and think of things I can do better. And so this podcast is simply titled, What If? Because what if? And I think it's going to be, we, we like to play kind of those thought exercise games when we're on air sometimes. And this is kind of one of those things where we're examining, I mean, for me, a lot of past. McCall mentioned that hers might be more future related, mm -hmm. but for example, like uh, I was a really good student in high school. So what if I had taken high school more seriously? My going into my senior year, and it's a question I ask myself all the time. Going into my senior year, a lot of teachers said, you know, if you know what you want to study in college, start gearing your schedule towards that. And so I did, and it really ended up turning into a blow off year. And I did really well in in high school. I finished like thirty second out of a class of six hundred and sixty kids or something like that. But I really struggled when I got into college because I didn't know how to study. Like, I didn't know yeah. how to manage my time, despite the fact that I was so busy in high school. Everything was easy. And so I got into college when you have to actually buckle down and do stuff. And then it becomes much more, the onus is much more on you to prepare and take care of yourself because no one's making you go to school each day and no one's making sure you study because it's all, your schedule is much more open than yours. And it, it, you know, I, really, really struggled with college. I mean, it took me, I graduated high school in 2007 mm -hmm. and I went to college on and off and I didn't graduate uh, high college, excuse me, until August of 2014. So it took me seven years on and off to finish college. And that actually personally to me is a question, that is a what if question that I ask myself all the time because, you know, I was in college for seven years as opposed to four or five because the average you know students in for five years it's two years that I was stuck doing that and I didn't do so great and I've you know I I don't remember if we covered it in a podcast before but I have a, a goal or I have a deadline set for myself but by the age of 30 I have to decide if I want to do more schooling and I turned 28 this year so I'm coming up on that would it be uh, you know I have trepidation about that would I have the same trepidation if I wouldn't have struggled so much with my bachelor degree that's my it's my example and my first what-if question. My first what-if question is, like I said, I mean, more, more towards the future type things. What if I miss out on some sort of an opportunity that I should have taken? What if I end up missing it? You know, and I'm the kind of person who believes 100% everything happens for a reason. I never would have met Dustin had it not been through some really hard things that went, what, went on and I'm so grateful for the hard things that went on because I never could have grown and I never could have been the person that I am today. But the real question is, 
what if I am oblivious to the fact that I could have an opportunity and I could just miss an opportunity? Or what if I take an opportunity and it ends up ruining the chance for me to do well with whether it's in my career, whether it's with my house or whatever it might be? What if that happens? That's my what if question. Yeah, I think that's that's <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I would assume, I don't want to speak for anybody that that would have to be a question I think a lot of people struggle with con- right. constantly cuz I mean, we've done podcasts on take a risk, podcasts on negativity, and, and one of the themes that was in both of those was not letting fear dictate your choices for you. Mm-hmm. So don't, you know, like don't avoid things because you're afraid, which I guess comes back to me on my, you know, my schooling thing. And that was like a what if question from the past for me. And I guess it's really funny because I think your first what if question applies to my what if question because I talk about how I'm giving myself a deadline to either go back for another degree, go to master's school, an MBA, whatever the, whatever it may be. And your what if is what if I miss an opportunity? Well, I think that yours really applies like to my personal situation just because what what if I missed that opportunity because I struggled so much the first time it's a chance to kind of right the ship. Right. I think my my second what if question would be, and I don't think this is coming much of a surprise, especially once because we covered it a lot when McCall came on to the morning show. It has a lot to do with, with dating. Like we've talked about McCall's been engaged and we give her a hard time about <laughs> our relationship now. But for me, like we we got into the Tinder Tuesday thing, and when McCall got on, because I had such bad track record when it came to relationships, and I mean, we talked about it. I think on air that I had been out of dating for over a year by the time I met Ashley, and then decided to try. Well, even before then, when I decided to try dating, and a lot of mine, I think it it, it was just a they were, it, and a lot of mine have my fault. They're like my fault is in them. But um, I haven't been engaged, but I feel like there's, and I tell people, there are times, there are several instances where I think I was on that precipice that I could make that decision. There were times where I could have made the decision if I wanted to ask a girl to marry me that I think they would have said yes. So I think there was times where I was on the precipice of possibly being engaged. And so, and I know that when you get into the subject of what if or We've done. We did that topic on Facebook. You could take the red pill and the blue pill, and the red pill set you back to the age of ten. And everyone says, "I don't want to give up what I have now." You never know. And I got that. And that's. I'm leaving that out. This is just questions that, for me, when it comes to the past, that I won't get rid of. They're what if questions that hang around. And I'm very because ha- I'm very happy with my life now. Even talking about the schooling and the relationship stuff. But what you know? Because for the longest time. One of the questions that I, that I would ask is, you know, maybe I'm happy now, but what if I could have been happier then? What if those were, because you get in the concept of the one. And for me personally, I don't think there is a one. No. But it's one of those fun thought exercises, because how can you really rule it out? Because there's, you know, six, seven billion people in the world. But, you know, you think like, what if that was the shot? What if these are not compromises, but what this is something that's happy, but I'm, you know, I had my one shot at my happily ever after and I blew it. And this one more, less so than the school one, again, uh, is a case where I think that it's something I've learned from and tried to be better at. So it's not something where I don't think I'll ever feel like I'm missing something Mm -hmm. in current relationships because I feel like I'm 
walking a, a tricky, sl- a slippery slope here by talking about things in the past. Because again, I'm very happy. I'm going to state this again. I'm very happy with where my life is. But I think this is one of those what if questions that hangs around because, especially because I made dumb decisions. It would be one thing where if I was left wanting something that I don't know, I never had. But it's something where I made stupid decisions, and then you're like, okay, well, what if I had not done the dumb thing that I had done or dumb things that I had done? Well, let me jump in on that one because, as you have stated, you are plenty happy with with your life. Everything's great, and you're very you're very happy with your job. You're very happy with your relationship. Yes. You're very happy with even the fact that you're in Logan. It's it's a good thing. But I think it's not. I think you wouldn't be human if you didn't ask those kinds of questions because you always second guess everything, yeah. especially, you know, you think through things and I'm not going to lie. I'll, I think through things along those lines also, you know, what would have happened if things had gone differently in the engagement? What would have happened if things would have gone differently and I had gone to college? What would have gone differently if, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But a lot of the times when I look back at those things, I cannot even express how much happiness I feel in this current moment. And I'm sure you, you do as well, you know, and that's, that's one thing that I think you're human for asking those kinds of questions, especially when it comes to the self-evaluation, the re-evaluation, you know, maybe it's an anxious thing just to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. I was, it's, that's what I was actually going to say. I think it's one of those things where it's the, I don't know what you want to call it, the edge of fear, something that keeps you on track because you think like, what if, and then you don't want to walk down that same path again. Because I think normally a what if is a decision you have at least skepticism on. If not, it was a terrible decision or you did something dumb. And so I think it's that like edge of fear that keeps you from stumbling back down that path. Absolutely. For the relationship one, 100%, that is what the case is. It's, It's a reminder for me of things I've done wrong in the past. And so, but I, I I agree with you. I think that the, this podcast was a fun concept because who hasn't at, at least once had a what if question well, in any capacity? Well, again, there's nothing wrong with having those kinds of questions because it is a self evaluation. It is a making sure that you're going down the right path. It is a you know you want to make sure that the experiences from the past don't repeat themselves throughout your future. Absolutely. And that's something that, that you need to be evaluating all the time. Uh, my next what if question is, and I want, I don't want this to come off how I'm nervous. It's going to come off as, but uh, what if I don't ever get married? The real question is what would it hurt if I don't get married? That's the question because Dustin and I are plenty happy. We, you know, I've thought about this before. When we first started dating, it was something that I was so gung-ho about and I was obsessed with. I would go into that realm of of obsession over it. And then I would just get so disappointed because it wouldn't happen. And then I'd be so upset. And you know what I mean? It happens. I, I get it, you know, but there's not anything that's wrong with the way that Dustin and I um, are. I love our relationship. I love the way that we've come, the way that we've grown, the way that we've just grown together. And the relationship that we've built is the best relationship ever. And, you know, you said that you didn't believe that there was there was a one. And I agree with you to a point. But honestly, Dustin's like my person. And it took... 
you know, four and a half years. We've been together for four and a half years at this moment in time. And it's taken that long for us to be able to work together and grow as strong as we were. When we first got together, I can tell you right now, it wasn't it wasn't very strong, but we worked and we worked hard. And, you know, I love our relationship and I love everything that we are and our house and our doggos and everything along those lines. So, you know, but you, you still think. That's a, I mean, that's a really good follow-up. I think what if, again, I think it pairs really well with mine because what person, I think especially, so I'm 28, which I don't want anybody, oh, it's not old. I got it. It's not old. But I think that here in Utah, and I think McCall would back me up, and then yep. compared to my hometown, once you get past the age of about, and I don't know, it it's probably younger here, I think, but once you get past the age of early 20s, I think, in either place, you start to think, okay, I'm out of high school, I'm out of college, where's the next place I'm realistically going to meet someone? Right. And I, I mean, I've thought that question, I have friends now that are my age that have dealt with that question and really had an internal struggle about, okay, I'm, you know, I'm late 20s now. What if I don't meet anybody? And I'm glad that you tackled that because, again, I'm not saying, and, and, and McCall would agree, there's a difference between, because she's in her four and a half year relationship, what if I get married? What if I don't find them? Those are obviously extremely different questions. Right, right. And so if you're asking the what if I don't find anyone, I understand that's not what I'm talking about. The marriage thing, I think we put so much stock in that because we think that that is the, like to me, and I've had conversations with my friends that are my age that are single too, there's these like things that we've identified as plateaus that we need to reach. So like graduate high school, graduate college, get married, have a house, have kids. There are these things that like we measure right. life's in. Right. But again, and I think we've addressed this, I think, in at least a few podcasts. And if not, I don't think it'll be a surprise to say that, you know, we talk about how paths aren't the same for everyone. Like that's exactly usually the go to for me when I talk to those friends that are like, I don't know, I'm going to meet one. And they talk about just because you know someone met someone at 22 and they're starting to have kids now, you're 28 and haven't done that. It's a different path. It's not better or worse. It's just different. Well, and on that on that note, because it did take Dustin a while to meet me. Like right. we didn't meet. He is older. He's yeah. 29 now. So when we met four and a half years ago, you know, he was 24, 25. He was 25. Let me math because he's he's 29 and a half. Yes. So he was he was 25 when we met. And, you know, it you get to a point where you, you kind of wonder, well, will I will I ever meet anybody? You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it just has to it takes a little while, you know, and that's what's happened with Dustin and I, especially because I don't by any means want to say, oh, yeah, I was 19 years old and I never thought I was going to meet anybody. But still, that's a question that comes across your mind, even at 19 years old. What if I don't meet anybody? What if nobody wants to marry me? What if, you know, and like you said, you do find these like plateaus of ways that you judge how you've accomplished in your life and you you judge those kinds of things. And, you know, marriage is usually one of the first steps, but we've got a house, you know, we've got a house. We're extremely happy together we've got again three doggos that are adorable and a goat named veronica and we are very happy and i feel like we've still hit all of these plateaus you know it it comes down to expectations and it comes down to uh shattering expectations a little bit because i feel like the more expectations that you have in your life the more disappointed and the more let down you're going to be and so to be grateful for everything and to be humble and just thankful about all that you have, I feel like is probably one of the most necessary things in a human being's life. 
Yeah, this just it, this this specific one takes me back to two weeks ago. We did the inspirational quotes, right? And it just makes me think of that because, like, so for instance, the what if, what if I don't mean you one, the snapshot of my, I have three really close friends. It's a group of four of us. This is the four of us. I'm in a relationship. I've been in one for a few months now. I have a buddy who's single and has has been for a while. Another buddy who's living with his girlfriend. They just started celebrated their two years a month and a half ago, and they have a house. Mm-hmm. And I have another buddy who has house and kid, and they're celebrate. They celebrated their I think three year wedding anniversary this pad like a month and a half ago. And so that's the snapshot of my friends, and it just made me think the inspirational one because there was there was plenty of them in there about patience and you know whatever, but. The right path, the right path, like because one of the things they talked about in Atlanta, and I'm glad they did, because when we work in this career field that McCall and I work to, it's really competitive. And one of the things they brought up was anyone who has success, don't be jealous of their success. That's no. their success. Find your own success. And right. this is to me, this is along those same lines. Like my best friend is married and has a kid, and they love their life. And that's awesome. And I'm super happy for him. He's been my best friend since kindergarten. Absolutely. For me, it 100% not a path that I would have I would be good at and and especially cuz he's there everyone in my, my other group of friends is a year older than me so I'm 28 they're all 29 but like even at this point in life they were ready for that I was not so it's not a path I'd ever get I wasn't ready to get to and vice versa they I mean they live in my hometown they moved back up to his wife's hometown cuz that's where they wanted to be that's where it was comfortable that's where they wanted to build their lives that wasn't that wasn't something I wanted to do either. I wanted to move away from home. Yeah. And so our they couldn't they they couldn't switch with me because I don't like you get you. There's a whole lot more details, but it's it goes both ways. And so I just that I think that's a question. What if I don't get married, or what if I don't meet anyone again? Different questions, but I think they get grouped together. Everybody think, thinks it at least once. I, I would have a hard time believing if you haven't thought it. You must have got like married to your high school sweetheart. Other than that, like, I don't know how you don't come across it at least once because. But even then, like, I, I remember when I was like 12 years old and I was thinking this kind of a thing, but I've always been kind of a hopeless romantic listening to Taylor Swift in my room, crying, closing the door, <laughs> just like so upset because I'm like, I'm never going to find anybody. My mom was like, McCall, you're 12. Calm down. You d- you have forever. Plenty of life. You are fine. You yeah. know, everybody asks that question at least once in their lives. Oh, Absolutely. So my two what ifs have covered education and they've covered relationships. So of course the next one has to be career. Well, yeah. And I got a lot of ones in this one. Oh yeah. I uh, so your first one about missing opportunities. That for sure. Yeah. What if I miss opportunities? But for me, and I think McCall could speak on this a little bit. I've been a few more places. The places I've been have been a lot smaller, and so it's been more of the. Sink or swim. Here's the deep end. Figure it out. Uh huh. And so the one question I think plagues me is, what if I'm not doing this right? Because again, and there's silver linings to both. There's silver linings Absolutely. to obviously having someone who could teach you, and there's bads, there's negatives to that, and there's silver linings to be have the freedom, which is what I would associate a little bit with being tossed in the deep end. Uh huh. But also not having that direct hands-on approach, and so McCall and I, one of the things we've bonded over immediately is our drive and ambition. Uh huh. And so along with that is the question, what if I'm not doing this right? Because we have big goals. We have big dreams when it comes to our careers. And for me, it, it's it's every step of the way. I've spent seven years at the first station. What if I stayed there too long? 
I went to New Mexico. It didn't go well. What if this was the wrong decision? Uh, I This past summer, not this past summer, the summer before, I got offered to do weekends in Milwaukee. I turned it down because I couldn't financially make it work. What if that was an opportunity I shouldn't have passed up? When I took this job here in Utah, I had a job offer in Minnesota. What if? And again, and I want to recap this because I feel like I have to. I'm very happy with where I'm at in my life. Exactly. I feel like at this point, I've the decision led me to a very good place. Again, though, I personally try to constantly evaluate myself so I make good decisions for me and I'm trying to improve myself as a person and make more educated decisions. But with this career especially, like even more so, everyone I think has questions about education. Everyone has questions about relationships. relationships. This one, this field I think fosters that for me, especially again where I've been in environments where it's more, here's the deep end, sink or swim. But you know that we're coming from a place of very a vulnerability, if you will, where we're opening up, you know, because this is a this is an edge of your mind that a lot of people try and tell you not to go to. This is a lot of places. Oh, no, it's OK. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell you it right now. Oh, it, of course, it can spiral. I'm going to tell you right now. There is nothing wrong with sitting down and evaluating. What if there's nothing wrong with it? I know every once in a while you get a thought of like, you know, what if what if. I had, you know, done this instead. What if I had done this, that instead? What if, you know, this, that, or the other thing? There's nothing wrong with evaluating it from a positive standpoint. There's nothing wrong with sitting down and and realizing, okay, now I need to stop thinking about this if it's going to end up spiraling some someplace that you don't want it to spiral because it can. But this is a place of, of very much vulnerability, and an acceptance of the fact that you can be vulnerable and you can love yourself for the same person that you are, even if you sit down and you think about things in the past that you could have, should have, would have, whatever done. Yeah, I think that to go back to inspirational quotes, and I don't pretty this wasn't in the podcast, but the for that exact sentiment, the quote I would use is you learn more about yourself in defeat than you ever will in victory. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is it my turn? Yes. Am I on my what if? Um, I think my what if is very similar to, uh, yours when it comes to, you know, what if I'm doing this right? My, my question is, what if I had learned the things that I've learned at this job? What if I had learned them earlier? Yeah. Because there's so much that I've learned at this job between going to Atlanta, between just being on a morning show and being able to be in a more uplifting environment of people who want you to succeed and who are encouraging you to succeed. What if I had learned these things in the past? I cannot even express how frustrated I was. And AJ knows because he was there how frustrated I was within, I don't know, what was it, the first month or so? I just, I sat down and I broke down and I just started crying because I was so frustrated because I didn't know anything. I didn't understand anything about literally anything. I had been doing it for four years and I felt so dumb. And thankfully, AJ and Butters and everybody around this environment is so supportive and so great because they have helped me and they have just like, here, it's okay. Get up. Let's do this. Quit being whiny. Not really, but sometimes I need that. I mean, and, and, you know, they've just been very supportive and very helpful throughout the whole process. And so I feel like I'm at a point now where I kind of get a grasp of what, of, and understand what's going on. Uh, but that first month, I was so frustrated and so upset because I didn't understand the way that anything worked because it's it's in a very different environment in this 
market. I mean, we're not necessarily in the Salt Lake market. We're just outside of the Salt Lake market, but it's still like that kind of a feel versus a town that's just completely cut off from literally everything. Yeah, your what if is one of my big truths because I think you can go back through my radio career thus far, the short one that it has been, and that is my my great truth because very often uh, I got my first full-time job and I was a PD and I thought I was hot stuff and then I applied for other jobs and I hear not not great things and so you get knocked down a peg and then I go to another job and I win an award and I think I'm hot stuff and I lose that job and I go and apply for jobs after I left that one and you hear again not good stuff and even this one I mean this is the most fun I've had on air and and there's a lot of positives that we and Colin I try to talk about but try not to be like really egocentric about and it's the same thing with Atlanta like we McCall and I started to hit a little bit of a groove and we've done so recently too and then we go to Atlanta and realize I know absolutely nothing about what I'm doing well and that's the one thing is that I feel like the more that you learn the more you realize that you know nothing at all the more it opens up your brain to realize, oh my gosh, there's so much more out there. Yes, I agree. I think there's, I don't know what the, there's a great novel or story. I don't even think it's a story. I don't know what the word is, but it's uh, it's about a, a deal with the devil. And the deal right. was that you can have my soul when I learn everything. And then the devil never gets his due because you can never learn everything. No, you can't ever know everything. So... I have one last what if, and I don't know if I've ever said this out loud, but this what if is honestly, I think, the thing to my core that drives me. It's it's a lot of the reason for, I think, what makes me up is who I am when it comes to my career and my life. And the what if is, what if I end up like my parents? Yeah. And I don't really, I don't mean to be negative about it. No, and I know that's going to cross, cross like this. And if they're listening, I think they would understand because... There's between my between my parents, they both divorce each other. One of my parents has been divorced again. They have four kids. One of them doesn't, neither of them actually, correct me, take that back, really have a career. Both of them didn't really like the way they went through their education. They're both still in their hometown. I don't think either of them want to be there. Without getting into the specifics, what that what if question is is literally what is at the center of AJ Knight. It's what drives me. It's education, it's family, it's relationships, it's career, it's all of it. That what if question is what fire is the fuel to me doing anything and having any success that I have in any level of relationship, education, uh, friends, work, career, all of it. And that's a good question. That's that's something that, again, you have to reevaluate every single time. That's something that you think about. That's something that you break down and it breaks you down as an individual and as a person. That's something that, you know, you always have to be constantly thinking about. And, you know, your parents could be great people. I've never met your parents, TBH, but, you know, it it makes a lot of sense for you to evaluate that. And especially if that's not where you want to be. Yeah, and again, I don't want it to sound like a negative because, again, I think they would have honest critiques of their own. Right. And I think of the the cliche or the saying that is, as a parent, your one goal is to leave your kids with a better life than you, than you had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying they didn't do a good job. I feel like I'm a pretty good person, and obviously right. they have a big role in shaping that. Absolutely. But that what-if question is the center of all of my motivation and drive. That's a good one. Uh, I think my center what if question that 
kind of drives me is what if I just give up on my dreams and I'm not happy with my life? What if that that's probably mine is just what if I decide, you know what? It's not worth it anymore and I give up on it. Where would my life be? What would my life be? You know, you look down the road. I look down the road. I look at my future family, possibly. I look at my dogs. I look at Dustin. I look at our house. I look at everything that I have in my life. And I think, what if I were to just give up on my dream? And that's probably my driving question. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that's... uh... I think that's a question much like the what if I don't get married or what if I don't mean you one that I think that's asked a lot is what if what if I'm not happy right and I think that one goes back to our take a risk where you realize I think that we kind of box ourselves in and but you can make choices right I mean good gosh I've done I did a live broadcast here at a place where a woman had been a lawyer for 20 plus years realized that she hated it, quit, and then I think became a real estate agent, fell in love with it, and that's what has led her life, the second, like a second part of her life. Yeah. And that's amazing to it me. It is amazing. That for 20, she, and it's, of course, she, you know, it's a lawyer, she makes pretty good money, she has family, she has kids, and then just said, I hate this, and then made that change, and that's, that is insane to me it is insane but you can make those choices well absolutely and you know you you think back to those kinds of those kinds of choices and you know follow your dreams there's nothing wrong with following your dreams because you could be in a situation like that where you're 20 years down the road and you're like i hate my job i hate this i hate it it pays well but i hate it don't happiness always comes over money Always. I mean, pay your bills and stuff, but <laughs> happiness always is your number one. Yeah. You know, if, if you're genuinely happy in your job, you're going to find a way for things to work out. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want this to sound like preachy or anything. No, no. Oh, what a terrible, oh, great, easy trade. But in all honesty, uh, I this job is the best job I've ever had, and I've worked in three other completely different places total doing radio. And and it really is true. And I know it sounds like cliche. And I know some you, you got to make some difficult decisions to get there. I know I had to make not fun decisions on right. work at jobs I didn't love to get here. But honestly, it's not really work when you love what you're doing. Exactly. And I can honestly say that now. Well, I can too. And, you know, I'm going to open up a little bit about that. Because before I came here, I was working at a radio station. But I was also working at a bank. And the bank that I was working at, I had so much potential for growth. I had so much potential to grow up the ladder. And I can tell you right now, I'm a freaking good salesperson. I I can get you. I I I know that I could have done really, really well at that job. I know that it would have been very I would have been very successful. I would have made a lot of money just by working at a bank and I liked my job and I liked being able to interact with people, but every once in a while, you know, there were sucky interactions or whatever, but I liked my job and I had the opportunity to work at a radio station. Thankfully, the bank was very willing to let me work at the radio station as well. So I started working there and it was great, you know, and I kind of bounced back and forth. And there were a couple of times that I was going to walk out of the radio station. It was frustrating. It was a hard, hard situation to be in. And Every single time I thought, no, because this is what I want to do. 
You know, this is what I want to do. I want to be doing radio for the rest of my life. And you can't go into another radio station and be like, oh, yeah, no, I used to work at the radio station. And uh, yeah, uh, no, I had to go back to the bank because it was a rough, rough situation. You know, people don't they just don't buy that very, very much. So I pushed through. I worked on it. It was hard. But eventually I was like, you know what? I'm going to be so happy doing radio. I'm going to be so happy. And I had many opportunities to be able to move up in the bank, move up to banker, move up to service manager, move up to manager, get clear up there. And I just couldn't do it because my heart was in radio. And whether the checks at that place cleared or not, (laughs) it was very, very hard. And, you know, I'm so thankful that I went that I went through with it. So follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, kids. Be unicorns and uh, be happy. I'm waiting for the unicorn reference. You're welcome. What is your 20s if you're not a little bit neurotic? But just like, again, because I think a lot of the interactions that you hear from us, and that's what, again, the AJ McCall dropped the mic are supposed to be an extended chance to get to know us, just like the Facebook Live Q&As. It's your chance to meet us for more than, you know, three minutes at a time. Right. We have those what if questions too. And so we addressed them. We admitted them. I think that a lot of ours are common ones, so maybe they'll help any someone else deal with them too. Or maybe yeah. you're gonna listen to us just be neurotic for whatever it is, thirty minutes or so. Exactly. I've got I've got one last one last quick one to leave you with. Okay. To think really, really hard on. What if we can't see the shapes of tricks anymore because tricks are for kids? You know, I actually contemplate that all the time. I actually do too. I love which is, that cereal. I do too. <sighs> This is AJ and McCaw Drop the Mic, episode 